Hello and welcome to Dude, Where's My ROI? You heard that right. After all, marketing is all about the ROI. Gone are the days when we used to market just for brand awareness. Now it seems like a lazy excuse. In this series, we are here to explore with experienced marketers where exactly and how exactly can we achieve the ROI for businesses or individuals alike. Today, we've got someone very interesting on this show. We've got Arinder Rajpurohit, who is a digital marketing and sales trainer, not just in India, but internationally. He's currently the head of training at CleverTap and has trained over 5,000 individuals that includes professionals, corporates, SMBs, and even digital marketing institutes across 20 countries. He's also a published author and a kick-ass marketer. Today, Arinder shares secrets of how he has helped brands grow and achieve the right ROI through digital marketing. Let's tune in. Arinder, thanks a lot for coming in and accepting our invite to be our first guest for Dude, Where's My ROI? Thanks a lot for the invitation. It's always a pleasure to be at your sessions. One of the first things which I would like to understand is from your journey, the whole idea is when you have started working, right? You actually were working with a publisher named Jayco and you have right. transition from offline to online. Yes. So can you give us some insights on that? What was that journey like and what is the ROI you helped them achieve at that point? When I started off my journey and that's like in 2014, the first job as a digital marketing executive and uh, frankly, I knew practically nothing about digital marketing back in the day. I knew the theoretical concepts, but right. practically I was like, okay, I have no clue about it. But then, uh, you know, when I joined Jayco and uh, they were gracious enough to let me experiment with a lot of things and uh, given a chance to work with a lot of authors, we realized that it was really important for every author out there to create a brand for themselves. And I think so that was one thing that helped them sell, you know, increase their sale of their books. Right. So like right. One of the authors that I worked extensively with was Radha Krishna Pillai. I actually had the privilege to, uh, you know, conduct a fireside chat with him. Yes. Before COVID times. And it was, he's really uh, someone who, you know, has a lot of insight and gives you a lot of gyan. Like, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So what was your marketing approach at that point? Okay. So the biggest thing was to, you know, make authors as well as my boss understand that, okay, you know, there's a need for digital transition. And mm -hmm. so first thing we did was that, okay, we realized that back in the day, uh, we did not have multitude of options on Facebook to, you know, we did not have Facebook ads manager. We did not have remarketing campaigns back in the day. Right. It was just promoting the page and, you know, uh, creating a content that appeals the audience. And at that moment of time, organic reach was amazing obviously yeah yes so uh, the first step we did was we ensured that okay you know what let us first focus on the content part of it okay. and increasing our fan follower base awesome so while we were doing that we reached you know uh, i would say more than one lakh followers back in the day wow. and uh, what we also did was we transitioned our complete sales from offline to online. So rather than being heavily dependent on retailers, we said, okay, we require retailers, no doubt about that. But then the world is going digital and we need to be present on Amazon and all the sites wherein we can sell online books. By the time I was over there, we had achieved like what? 40% of our revenue was coming just because of digital initiatives. 
Well, and at that time, I would say that is remarkable, right? Because yes. many players were doing that at that at that moment. Yes. What year was this? Uh, this was 2014-15. Okay, so around say like six years back, almost we are. Six years back. So that yes. was the nascent time when digital marketing was on the rise. Yes, I would say a lot of people actually didn't knew back in the day what digital marketing actually was. It's just that in 2017-18 is that the buzz just started picking up thanks to our Prime Minister and Digital India and all of that. But back in the day, a lot of people were just experimenting with it. So I would say, yes, it was uh, the initial days of digital world. So jumping to the present moment, now you are, you know, actually you're gone way ahead. Now you understand these things more deep and wide. Like last time when you were at Psycape, uh, you were actually talking about a whole big marketing budget that you had under you, which you were controlling. Right. You were the head of training at Clevertap. So how exactly is uh, the transition been and what are you what are you doing right now? Like what is your what is Arinder's current day job look like? Okay. Uh, so I transitioned from being a digital marketing executive to being a trainer and instructor. Uh, earlier I used to just train on digital marketing, but uh, since I joined Clevertap, I realized that the world is not just limited to branding and remarketing. It is much more than that. It is about a personalized communication with the end user in the form of notifications. It is about understanding the behavior of your user in the application and depending on that, creating campaigns and predictive analytics. Perfect. So in this way, like right now, if you think of it, marketing is, you know, married to technology, like they both go hand in hand. Yes. And Clevertap being a platform which is you, which is at the leading edge of MarTech, I would believe. So yes, it. What? How do you see someone like a Clevertap or someone who has a product, digital product, you know, marketing versus someone who has a physical product? Because Jayco was physical, right? Was right. Digital product, and we we are going to see more of these things happening over this. Right. So when I talk about. Uh, Clevertap as an organization and the product that we are. So we are a SaaS-based product. Uh, if you look at all our digital initiatives, uh, we would normally focus on two ma- major aspects. One is on the content part of it. Okay. So the amount of value that you deliver when it comes to a B2B environment is going to build a brand reputation. At the same time, it will have a brand recall. So right. people will normally download your resources, your case studies, anything that you can help users with. Hello. That also helps as a lead generation activity for us. Definitely. If you look at all the posts that we have, all the campaigns that we run are majorly going to be focused on how can we add value to you? And it, it's not just going to be limited to what Clevertap does, but also industry benchmark reports, you know, case studies, guides across varied industries, I would say. So be it telecom, be it uh, food delivery apps, be it ride hailing apps. Okay. So that is when it comes to Clevertap. But when I talk about Jayco or any company that's into a B2C environment, okay, it's going to be a mix, I would say. Yes, you do deliver value over there, but then your goal is focused majorly on awareness and conversion or awareness and lead generation. Okay, understood. Just to, just to simplify it. Yes. When in a B2B environment, our approach is more of you know people coming to us. Right value that we give right. and in this environment we do that but we also have the you know intention of uh, kind of putting our product out there so right. that 
for grams and it's easier for them to reach out to you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Uh, in terms of marketing, now let's let's think of it like over the span of your career, have you had any eureka moment which you would like to share with us wherein you were like, hey, wow, this has been, you know, Dimaki Bhatti Jalgi, basically. Yes. Uh, so uh, this was, I think, so with the IID in Institute of Digital Education, wherein uh, we were trying out multitude of things. Like uh, IID had multiple batches going on at the same time across Mumbai, and right. we said, okay, you know what? If we want to do something different, something extraordinary, what is the thing? And that moment of time, we realized that okay, you know what? One aspect that a lot of institutes, I would say, in M- Mumbai or in India, are not really trying out for is remarketing. Okay. You know, a lot of th- people think it's a buzzword, but then in reality. It is the best way to get an optimized ROI because, you know, I know that people will get irritated with you saying that, yes, wherever we are going, you're sh- bombarding your ads and you're showing it to us and you are, uh, you know, you're scaring the hell out of us because you're following us everywhere. But at the same time, uh, it helped us in brand recall. It helped us in conversions and multitude of things. Right. And the amount of money we were spending was I would say very cost effective. I would just like to share one thing about remarketing right now. Yes. So, uh, I don't know if you know, like most of the people today would seem to know, there's this guy, uh, his name is, he's a marketer, his name is Vaibhav Sisinti. Yes, I'm aware about him. Have you seen his remarketing ads? Yes, I have. Oh, shit, man. It's <laughs> communicate. Like right now what he's done over the last two days on my Facebook, I am getting ads from an account which says, I don't know who this guy is, Vaibhav Sisinti. And it's like, you guys are irritated with my remarketing ads. And that's his remarketing campaign. True, true, true. But, you know, personally, hats off to that guy because one thing I've realized about him is uh, a lot of my friends actually ended up doing his course also. Right. And they came to me and they told me that, you know what, uh, just in the times of COVID is when his, you know, the whole concept of him being a LinkedIn practitioner and an ex- expert kind of just right. changed his perception completely. And right. a lot of people have done his course. So uh, definitely, I think so his remarketing campaign has been the most effective one. What's the best marketing campaign you have ever seen? What is that one example you can give me? Okay. So the one, uh, I don't know if you're aware about it, uh, Heinz Ketchup campaign. Okay. Uh, so this campaign was actually done by Foxy Moron. Okay. And... Uh, it was specifically focused on YouTube only. The whole idea on YouTube is uh, all of us as you, uh, individuals, we have this habit that, you know, whenever we are watching any video and suddenly there's an ad that pops up, we just wait to skip it. That's the only approach that all of us has, right? right. So waiting for the timeline of five seconds to move on and then we can click on skip. What they did was they took this whole concept of people skipping it and tried reverse psychology. Wherein okay. in the campaign itself, there are people you know you would see on the ad itself and they would tell you skip the ad right now why are you watching it and that provoked you to watch the whole video so i think so that is one campaign that i admire the most okay that, that certainly makes sense uh, i have just two last questions one okay. lockdown mein aapne kya how is new normal treating you basically? Uh, so in lockdown, of course, uh, for me, the biggest transition was from, uh, I am an offline trainer. I'm an instructor trainer. I love being in the crowd and talking to people and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But suddenly moving the whole transition to being in a webinar, um, 
yes it was a tough one in the beginning but then uh, got used to it and i'm frankly now enjoying that part of it and second uh, this lockdown has helped me upskill in lot of skills okay so for example earlier i was like okay you know what i know digital marketing great i'm happy with that but then this lockdown forced me to say that okay you know what what else should i do to improvise myself so i said okay you know what i'm not just a digital marketing trainer and i don't want to be pursued at that because i said you know there are a lot of things which are interdepartment or you know, interlinked is what i would say okay. and uh, in that case scenario what i did was not just teaching digital marketing i started uh, learning and then training on uh, data analytics i moved into sales i moved into partnership enablement okay uh, a little bit of lnd as well so yes i kind of diversified my whole portfolio and i said that okay uh, what are the skills that i've learned in the digital world and how can it be efficient enough to apply in all of these areas so this yeah. helped actually kind of helped me a lot awesome and uh, my last question for today would be in one word what does marketing mean to you marketing would be customer retention customer retention awesome awesome yes we want to actually now get to one point which is you know take down some questions from the audience okay yes. so uh, let's do that uh, there is one question by mini which says which social media channel have you found the most value driven okay which one have i found the most valuable now uh, frankly it depends on industry to industry okay like uh, if you are a b2c industry and uh, you're looking at uh, you know brand awareness or something on those lines then yes instagram and if you want to connect with uh, i would say an age group of let's say 18 to 23 or 30 then instagram has been the most efficient platform right. but let's say uh, if you are a b2b kind of a company something like what clever tap is then in that case scenario linkedin is one platform that uh, i would suggest to any b2b company out there no Sure, LinkedIn I think is working wonders right now in yes. terms of uh, organic reach, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so I think LinkedIn is uh, uh, one very important thing. Uh, one other question is how difficult it has been to drive ROI post COVID. This is being uh, asked. Yeah. Yes, no, uh, it has been difficult to be frank enough, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because you know what you realize is there are a lot of businesses who are struggling to survive in these t- times. Hmm. at the same time uh, you know there are a lot of businesses which are which have gone bra- bankrupt but at the same time there are industries and businesses which have picked up like anything like just to give you an example ott platforms netflix amazon prime hotstar have uh, grown their user base humongously i would say so yes in those cases uh, we have been able to achieve our roi we have been able to deliver the kind of results that we are looking at but yes uh, there has been a big fight when it comes to uh, other industries is what i would say and the only work around you can do is you know if you have a good reputation or relationship with the client out there and then that's the only thing you can do is you can have you know you can give some leeway or something like a buffer to them okay and look at a long term reward is what i would say perfect have you seen major pivots in the industry in terms of obviously there are but uh in the digital space when you are dealing with digital products like you were right in terms of netflix and even these communication apps right like right. actually seen tremendous growth slack mm. microsoft teams uh but what is the pivot which you are seeing out here are people okay to pay for these things or what is the kind of scenario you are getting uh so personally i think uh, i'm going to say about two things one is about people and second is about businesses so businesses definitely yes because what they saw is that okay if you're working from home right now 
we are able to save i would say a lot of cost that is involved when it comes to renting out a place electricity multitude of things sure. so even if they have to pay let's say you know 1700 or 1800 rupees for a zoom subscription they're completely fine with it right because they're able to save on the cost that is otherwise and similarly when it comes to the people yes uh, in a way it has hampered their personal lives as well because uh, I, i think so you can agree with me on this earlier we used to say that okay it's a monday to friday's working saturday sunday is a family time we enjoy with them that's completely it mm-hmm. now even at 11 in the night you would have a zoom call lined up or even on a saturday you would get a slack and you start replying to that and it has kind of become a nature with us so are people used to it yes earlier there was a big fight but now i think so people are getting used to all of these platforms i think one uh, you're right one thing which i which i have noticed in the trend like as a trend is uh, the demarcation of you know when there was work from home like earlier work from home very sophisticatedly was a reason to take a holiday right now now work from home has actually become work from home and uh, not just that yeah i was talking to a lot of my colleagues from different industries and they say that you know what we realize that we have ended up working more hours now Definitely. than what we do in the office that that is for sure like you know uh, the amount of time people and i think uh, there are two reasons one is obviously because you know you are accountable now because there is a distance there's a gap so and you are not traveling you're not doing all those other things so people are like ki ghar pe baitha hai and you know you are concentrating on this but obviously there are a lot of distractions at home sure. and to fight that or to combat that and still be able to do things is uh something remarkable which we all are still learning i would say no doubt no doubt on that and personally what i also believe is that uh, i think so the covid situation i don't think uh, that it's going to ease up till the end of this year at least okay. and uh, next year when people are supposed to go back to office <laughs> that is when the real struggle is going to be there surely i i can imagine that tabhi i can imagine a set of memes hitting us ki back to work <laughs> yes that now, is going to happen here now are you missing work from home because everyone is now saying they are tired of work from home right uh, oh, yeah. one last question which i uh, want to take up is uh, what do you suggest marketers to do to get better at predictive analytics so uh, there are multitude of tools that are available that you can pick and choose for predictive analytics and uh, one of them i could say is let's say you can use firebase that's by google that is uh, completely available for all the users to understand uh, what is the user behavior in your application at the same time uh, you know you can predict that okay this is the amount of result that i have achieved right now uh, with this amount of investment and uh, what is the amount of investment i'll have to make considering external factors and what is the roi that i can expect right understood so, i would just end this whole thing full apna uh, conversation by asking you are there any marketers you follow and you would recommend like you know who can we follow who can we learn from or during this covid time uh, any accounts which you have seen which have been really educate educational as well as enjoyment ke liye bhi kya kar sakte anything right uh, so in regards to marketers i said when it comes to let's say seo i follow this one guy that's neil patel i'm sure all of us do that mm-hmm. so uh, i kind of admire the kind of contact that is there but otherwise there are content aggregators that i personally follow which helps me up, you know keep updated about recent changes uh, let's say one is social media examiner sure. that's one said that really helps presium rush uh, that is really good 
Uh, third, I would use at let's say Facebook Blueprint, for example, with the new UI and the changes that are coming in, or let's say uh, Google Insights. So these are the few sources that I would normally follow or I would read upon on a regular basis. Okay. Uh, that's that's a crazy resource. Yeah. And last, uh, what series have you been binging on? Frankly, a lot. Okay. So give us, give me top three. Uh, the top three. Money Heist, I loved the first season. Then I got bored with the second one, to be frank. Um, yes. Uh, second, I would say, in that case scenario, uh, Sherlock is an all-time favorite, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third one that I could recommend you would be, uh, anything on the recent side would be, let's say, uh, Lucifer or Vampire Diaries, as I would say, mm-hmm. one of them. Awesome, awesome. So, Arinda, that's crazy. Uh, thanks a lot and thanks a lot for this interesting conversation. With this, we come to the end of today's episode. I hope you found this podcast insightful. For more marketing insights, visit Psycave.com. You could also follow us across all social channels with the name Psycave. That is S-Y-C-A-B-E. We'll talk more about why Psycave, but that's in the coming episodes. In our next episode, we meet the man who helped Mumbai traffic police address the noise pollution problem of Mumbai. Yeah, you heard that right. He did so with the campaign The Punishing Signal, which went viral across social media. It was executed by FCB Interface, and we are going to meet the man himself, who is Shreyas Deshmukh. We learn more about the campaign as well as Shreyas and his journey in next week's episode of Dude, Where's My ROI?